0: Weekly. Weekly.
1: The show where aspiring voice actors, established
0: VO pros, and
1: curious fans alike get to meet and learn.
2: From the mega successful, talented voiceover, hear their personal stories, find out how they became so successful,
1: learn their secrets, and join them at the top. top. Come on, come on, come on and get with us.
0: You'll be all you wanna be.
2: So come on, come on, come on and get buzzed with us. And now, prepare to get seriously buzzed with
0: your hosts, Chuck Duran and Stacey J. Aswan.
1: Welcome to a brand new episode of Via Buzz Weekly, everybody. How's yes. it going?
0: I'm doing great, how are you doing?
1: I'm fantastic. It's almost the end of summer, and uh, you Absolutely. Know, we're back to it. So,
0: You guys ready to rock and roll? Mm-hmm. Today, we have Sumit Iyengar.
1: Yes. Uh, CESC talent in L.A. Oh, my
0: gosh. And I'll tell you what. You guys have been emailing us, bombarding us with all kinds of questions throughout the months about agents. Hey, what about uh, when an agent this and when an agent that? How do I do it? Well, guess what?
1: We save them.
0: We We store them up like squirrels. (laughs) We did. We save them. We tacked them up all over our house. And today, we're going to have Sumit answer all your agent questions. And what better person to answer all those questions than a top L.A. agent?
1: Absolutely. So here we go. Get ready. Take notes. For more than a decade, our guest has been a commercial voiceover agent at CESD Talent here in L.A., and he has so generously agreed to come here and share his vast knowledge, experience, wisdom, and you guys are so lucky. Yeah, so, you are. we are about to get buzzed with the super fabulous Samit Iyengar.
2: Thank you. Thank Hi, you very my much. The crowd nice goes Steve. crazy. Thank They're
0: you. Oh, standing being ovation here. everywhere. Look at that. <laughs> exactly. Look at that. Yeah, look, There's you signs. Hear them, look at the but signs. But we can see them. There's I signs.
1: I appreciate that. that. <laughs> my parents are back there. So. Put it there, buddy. <laughs> They're so proud. Good <laughs> to see I'm you. Man. So happy to be here. <laughs> so great. That is so cool. <laughs> so, usually, there's a lot more food in front of us when we talk to some meat. So, I'm feeling <laughs> exactly. a little hungry, but.
0: Why we'll does try. it always seem like every time we see you, we're having dinner? I are eating. I know. I...
1: <laughs> because I'm no an eater. Complaints.
0: Yeah, exactly. That you is know. so cool, man. Well, listen, we want to thank you for taking your time and coming down My here. My pleasure. Having a little chat yes. with Stacey and I and all of our uh, people out there from all over the world. We get people bombarding us with questions in regards to, like, agencies and agents, and mm. should I do this or should I not do that? So we've been collecting them all. Mm. And today, guess who's going to answer <laughs> them all? <laughs>
1: We Happy hope you to do uh, it. yeah, yeah.
0: So no yes. trick questions here. You should know everything that you're yes. talking <laughs> about. Yes. So,
1: just but buzz gonna, in when you know the answer. Absolutely, man. Um,
0: and if you don't want to answer, just say oh, pass. Pass. <laughs> we'll pass. Exactly. Um, so uh, you have a really diverse background. So why don't you first, you know, kick it off by telling us, you know, how you got started and how you ended up uh, as a, one of the top agents in L.A.
2: Well, it, it yeah, it was a very long and kind of circuitous uh, route. I always wanted to work in Hollywood. Um, in the entertainment industry. I actually took a detour and ended up getting a finance major. Um, That's and, a nice little <laughs> detour exactly. there. Like, That's well,
1: why he's a clutch negotiator. Yeah, well, right. uh-huh. uh, you major.
2: Know, I sort of chickened out in, in college and, and uh, a lot of my friends were in the business school. So I got a job in Chicago the first day uh, working at this bank as a credit analyst. I knew I hated it, um, but I stuck it out for a year and ended up going back to film school uh, and. Moving out here in 2002, um, did a couple random things. I was uh, an assistant to a producer on *Dirty Dancing* 2. Wow! Yes. <laughs> and uh, and worked on uh, did you *The pick Man up any Show*. Good moves? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I watched. I watched. Uh, I, okay. I tried, but you know, <laughs> Your didn't dance quite sinking. No, okay. not exactly. All right. was Just curious. You know, uh, I know. I That's a ask. good one. Yeah. Um, I, you know, was working on, and then I was working on the Man Show, and it, you would work these very long, intense hours, right. uh, and then the show would go on hiatus or the movie would be over and I was out of work so I wanted something a little bit more stable and I uh, saw a job posting for an assistant position, the voiceover division at what was then CED Talent mm-hmm. and didn't really think too much of what voiceover was or anything like that, but I just needed a job. Yeah, And uh, signed up for the job and that was 13 years ago and yeah. fell in love with our clients, fell in love with the industry and oh, man, the rest is history. How cool well, and is that? And you went
1: from assistant then you went into the booth?
2: Exactly, that's what I really loved doing. Yeah. That was what I always wanted to do, uh, that sort of immediate feedback that mm-hmm. you get to give actors, that relationship that you have with them in the booth. Um, Putting your imprint on their performance and trying to kind of guide them the right way and watching it succeed and them booking a commercial or you yeah. know animated role or whatever it was you know that I sort of felt like a, I was a duck in water when I was in mm-hmm. the booth and and I think that made that transition to being an agent that much easier yeah. because I knew what our actors could do and I had this sort of intimate knowledge of of you know their whole range. Man, that's so cool. Did
1: you have any preconceived ideas about what a voiceover agent did? Or the yeah. role that you
2: play. Well, I, th- I think, I thought, of, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, and, uh... You were told you were going to be doing a lot of lunches, didn't you? Ah! I thought, well, like, you know, it's funny, <laughs> when I went to my high school reunion a number of years ago, and told them I was working at an agency, they all said, oh, is it like Entourage? Because that's what oh. everybody thinks exactly. an that's agent funny. is, and, and I think yeah. I thought that, too. But, you know, voiceover is is, is much different, and, yeah. y- you know, the agents around town, and certainly at Cunningham, are, are much... You know, there's no yelling and screaming. They're they're just much more chill. They're much more on top of things, and uh, it's it's not like that kind of cutthroat environment. It's very competitive, right? But it's not. But they're nice people. Not as much swear. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a lot less swearing. A little bit yeah. less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how since you started in 2003, how has your work, your your role, your kind of job description, if you will, as an agent, changed?
2: Well, when I started, there were maybe a dozen people recording from home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of our clients do that now. It's gotten so much easier. So I think you kind of have to be a little bit more on top of it as an agent of making sure we, you listen to everything, making sure that they're you know not just reading in a vacuum, yeah. right. um, that you have a strong relationship with them, even though you may not see them on a daily basis mm-hmm. as much as... You know, we used to have people come in all the time, yeah. right. um, and we still do. Right. But you know, with the ease of technology now, it's sure, easier to man. kind of you know. Well,
1: yeah, and the yeah. pace. It's just. I know. mean, does
0: that make it a lot easier for you guys when people are? Because I mean, you still have to listen to the auditions, and
2: we do, we do. I, I th- we always encourage uh, our actors to come in as much as possible because it even though it's easy to record an audition it's it's not necessarily it's a real skill to self-direct sure yes. you know and and not everybody can do it and yeah. and we have great booth directors and we encourage them to our actors to take go. advantage of that mm-hmm. you know and and you know an extra set of ears always makes a difference absolutely. yeah
1: absolutely that's
2: really
0: cool man hey I want to know people ask this all the time but what is so let's say you know I call CESD and when I get signed with CESD, not me, but I'm being somebody out there, <laughs> okay. right? And, you know, my dreams, I'm like, what this you is call, so cool. If you, let's just clarify. My if agents you call, are, you're not necessarily going to get right, signed. So my don't. agents <laughs> are going to make me rich. This is yeah. so great. That's really not the case. But what can a talent do after they secure representation
2: to actually help you help them? I. Th- that's a great question. I think it's always important to sort of make sure you have that relationship that you that we're aware of what you're doing, whether it's voiceover related or not, because those things will ultimately help us pitch you and cast you. Um, I think taking classes is great, um, even if you're at the top of your game. Yeah. Constant training is is important. Um, making sure you're following the trends, uh, movies and TV ultimately affect advertising. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's really kind of important to be on top of that. And, and how, how? What's a good watching, way for them to listening.
0: do that? Um, watching, just
2: watching, or watching and and paying attention, following trends and marketing. Yeah. Obviously, listening to commercials is crucial. Yeah. Knowing the difference between uh, a car commercial and a fast food commercial. I mean, those are pretty. Yeah. obvious differences but even within certain brands you know trying to figure out where a, yeah. a brand is headed exactly um, I, we had a client who will get a piece of copy and call corporate headquarters just to sort of hear the receptionist talk because that kind of informs their decision on on what they'll do that's i think a brilliant strategy that is brilliant, yeah. yeah so it's it's things like that putting the extra work in yeah. i think really makes a big difference mm-hmm. That's good, because that
0: way they know what's happening in the industry as well as you know what's happening, right. uh, which makes a good teamwork. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That was great, by Love the way. That. that. was really cool.
1: Good nuggets, me. Good
0: nuggets. In fact, that's he's, it. Show's over. We'll see you guys in uh, <laughs> We're into a minute.
1: We're going to do a 16-part episode Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so I'm a voice talent, but as uh, the...
0: Actually, Stacey, you st- are.
1: Um, <laughs> playing the role of the voice talent. No. So... I'm always very, I don't know, maybe it's because I come from a big family, empathic. You know, Mm. it's like, put on someone else's shoes, stand on their side of the equation and see how the world looks. Um, I think a lot of times voice talent make it about, what about me? And it's about me. But what are some things that you want voice actors to know, to do, to not do, that make your life easier as an agent?
2: Well, I think it's gotten more and more competitive. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, voice actors need to understand that. Um, yeah, advertising agencies are listening routinely to 500, 600 auditions, sometimes right. more, yep. nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a casting director a few months ago who keeps a running database of all the talent in Los yeah. Angeles, and I think it's up to 30,000 just in Los Angeles. Yeah. So I think it's, it's important to kind of be realistic about how much harder it is to book those things now Mm -hmm. Um, and every you know little degree makes a difference Mm -hmm. and um, so I think those are important things to understand I think uh, it's important to kind of understand you know there's there's always a way of of asking for more Mm -hmm. copy that I think is there's you know there's one way to do it which is sort of direct and kind of rubs people the wrong way the other way I think is is to do what you know, I think you probably do, which is to say, what can I do to do? I, I think that's a much better question. Mm-hmm. Or is there something I'm not giving you? Right. Uh, refreshing. Versus a, why
1: did he get that and I didn't? Exactly.
2: That's, exactly. Yeah,
1: that's a little.
2: Uh, refreshing a demo, I think, always yeah. helps. I You know, unfortunately, a lot of actors let their demo stay up for yeah. eight or ten years. Mm-hmm. I know. And they've their point of view has shifted. They've changed. Their life changed. experiences yeah. has changed. And and the actors who sort of refresh their demo, I think, you know, first. First of all, gives us a second listen mm-hmm. to what they're doing. We can see how they've grown. It also kind of forces them to focus on what their signature is mm-hmm. and, and, you know, how, how has it changed and what right. their point of view is. Mm, yeah, and how
0: they can better fit into the market right now because exactly. things change
2: within the market. Love that.
0: Um, uh, I, I want to ask you, because uh, um, we get people asking us this all the time, and I might know part of the answer <laughs> to it. but. Yeah. Um, DEMO SUBMISSIONS, yeah. SO LET'S SAY THAT, YOU KNOW, SOMEBODY'S SUBMITTING A DEMO, um, AND WE'RE, we're GOING TO USE CSD AS OUR TEMPLATE HERE, BECAUSE THAT'S WHERE, we, <laughs> that's right. where YOU'RE FROM, right. You're uh, well first so, to the. Uh, yeah. WHAT'S YOUR PROTOCOL? LIKE DO YOU ACCEPT DEMOS FROM ANYBODY, uh, DO THEY NEED TO BE AT A
2: CERTAIN LEVEL, MAKING A CERTAIN AMOUNT OF INCOME, DO THEY HAVE referrals TO BE UNION, NON-UNION, only. OR REFERRALS ONLY? How does that work? We're fairly open. Um, We do try to listen to everything. It it may take us a while to do it. I mean, you can imagine the volume and stuff that we get. Yeah, of course. Um, We are open to uh, people with demos, uh, people from our on-camera department, people from our other departments, uh, referrals, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we have adopted, and this was actually started uh, just before I started working there, and I think it's actually a good method, and obviously this doesn't apply to probably a lot of the actors that you've had here that have a proven track record or, you sure. know, anybody with a kind of notable theatrical career, but let's say someone's starting out, uh, we would bring them in. If, if we're interested, if we hear something on their demo or if there's something of note, we'll bring them in and we'll have them read copy. Um, it it kind of recreates a kind of live audition setting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll have time to prepare if there's accents or characters that they feel that they're particularly good at we'll have them uh, allow them to do that what it does is it, it lets us hear them kind of in the raw without you know the bells and whistles the, the bells and whistles the editing and yeah. you know, all of those uh-huh. things that can sometimes make an actor sound better than they actually sure. are yeah. um you know, so I, that's generally been a pretty good tool for us to kind of see mm-hmm. what they are
1: you know yeah. in the booth.
0: That's a great that's that's a really good. I'm glad that you guys do that. I think you kind of need to do that nowadays, right? Yeah, too? but yeah. let me ask you something. So let's say that um, somebody emails you and it comes through a referral from an industry professional and uh, they don't get a response. What does that mean? and how does should they work around that?
2: Honestly, the response—the no response—is a response. Uh, I think, and as as hard as that may be for them to hear, uh, again, with the volume of things that we get, you know, we will respond if if there's interest. If not, you know, there just isn't time to. You know, respond to every single one. Right. right. Um, I don't particularly mind a follow-up email, maybe one follow-up email, just making sure you got it. But I think after that, then it's probably you know time to, time move, to on. move on, or or maybe mm-hmm. rethink the demo, or rethink what your point of view is and how it's coming across. Right.
1: right. Well, uh, kind of in that vein. So if someone submits, and whatever the reasons are, that category is well represented right now, or you're not ready for your roster whatever the reasons may be
0: or you're too busy to listen to demos right now what? That, that could happen, that could happen. Right. Yeah.
1: What what is a kind of a productive follow up for that talent as opposed to I've been because I hate that I've been rejected it's like what is a proactive productive thing to do with that no response or thank you but no thank you
2: Well, I think you know they. I I think you know maybe a good question is you know if you have the time, what are you hearing on my demo or not hearing on my demo that Mm -hmm. you know maybe caused you to respond the way that you did or something like that. I think that's a more constructive question. Um, It it really does. I mean, it's amazing. You know, in forty five seconds. One edit, or or you know, the wrong kind of spot can kind of yeah. or, you know, a different a, order. A different yeah. order. Totally. All of those yeah. things make a yeah.
0: difference. Mm-hmm. You now, know? You, when you're listening to maybe somebody's demo or something like that, how long does it take you before you kind of know this is worthy of?
1: Seconds.
2: Or, <laughs> <laughs> I it's five to ten, maybe I I, love and It's really that quick I, uh, I, I wish. Yeah. So really, really quickly.
0: What yeah. are you listening for? What do you need to hear w- in order for you to go like, oh, okay, this is
2: good. I well, the truth is yeah. that uh, particularly in like us, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the truth is that an agency like ours. Um, you're you'll we'll rarely get demos that are just awful. Mm-hmm. Eighty-five, ninety percent of them are are just okay. Right. You know they're they're passable. But it's it's not you know the ones that really catch my attention and catch our attention. I think are the ones where it's a unique perspective or it's just a point of view that we haven't had before. Right. Um, you know whether that's just funny or wry or something that's just a little bit off the beaten path, yeah. you know, and, and that works, and it's, and that they're owning, you know, that it's a point of view that they completely, are completely aware of and that they own. Yeah. yeah. And and that makes them stand out. It's somebody who's completely confident in who they are. Exactly. It, rather than trying to, trying be, to be something else. Trying to be what they mm-hmm. think you
1: think they should exactly. be. or Or everything that's out there. Exactly. I mean, so, I mean, even commercially, I mean, do you feel like, you know, when they talk about, you talk about the signature sound, when you hear a demo or when you have an actor, I mean, how important is for you commercially, what is the perspective of range for commercial actors?
2: Well, I think it's, commercially it's tricky because I think you don't want to hear too much range on uh-huh. a commercial demo because what we see and you guys know all the time on copy is not a voiceover person yeah. you know we want real actors right. you know or we want real people and if i don't know who that real person is because they're doing this voice in the first spot and then another voice in the second spot and it's jumping all over the place um <laughs> that's distracting. And right. It's distracting, yeah. and it's somebody who maybe doesn't know who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think shades of what their signature sound is—you know, maybe a, a slightly dramatic version of that, or a slightly ryer version of that—but right. still within the same kind different of ballpark. Different tone, different emotion, yeah. different
1: energy. Yeah. It,
2: exactly. Okay. I think that's a much more effective mm-hmm. demo. That's yeah. good. Sumit, <laughs> I have another question. Okay.
0: Um, what is the hot in? style right now the thing that's being most called for for male and female age demographic and sound wise
2: well it's uh for male it's 35 to 45 35 to 45 yeah maybe maybe 30 to 45 okay Um, I think 35 to 45 is probably the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's probably the same for female as well. We're seeing a lot of like Tina Fey references, yeah. Um, Maybe now Lena Dunham, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, For men, you know, the the range is always wider. I mean, it's unfortunately it's more male centric, you know. but even the ranges are like, you know, we'll still get Jeff Bridges and you really? know, st- stuff like that. Mm. But, wow. then, then John but they don't Krasinski... really want somebody to sound
0: like that. They just want that kind of like thing. Yeah, I, right? exactly. That's the yeah. thing.
2: And that's the other great thing. I mean, I want to try sometime and just take the direction off the yeah. script completely because yeah. I think sometimes actors get in their head about it. Like they see Jeff Bridges. And, and they do an
1: impersonation. They do an
2: impersonation yeah. rather than... Jeff Bridges, the storyteller. They mm-hmm. they put him exactly. on there because he's such a great storyteller. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, so I, you know, those are but those are the kinds of things that we're seeing a lot. Um, you know, a lot of the comedy people now, like Adam Devine and all yep. these people mm-hmm. from Comedy Central. Um, I, I'm seeing those references a lot as well.
1: Yeah, love That's that. That's
2: cool, man. So I just want them to understand because
0: I hear a lot of things sometimes where you listen. You know, you ever tasted like soup that has no salt in it? Right. And you're right. just like. Well, this would be really good if it had a little bit of salt. right? And you hear like an audition back or even something maybe in a demo that just has no salt. There's no...
1: Seasoning. It's like
0: the sound is good and everything, but it just needs more life. Yes. More personality. Mm -hmm. Yes. So is that something that you maybe when you're directing people or have directed people say, hey, man, let's put a little bit more life into that?
2: Definitely, and it's all about connecting with the product, Um, and you can feel, I think even on a subconscious level, when they just have no connection to the product, and other people are perfectly in sync with it, and you can really tell the difference. Um, And sometimes, like I said, it's gotten so competitive that even just a little bit of like somebody hitting a certain word a certain way, Makes a huge difference in, in the audition. It it's hard to kind of define those things, yeah. but you you know, I think you know it when you hear it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly. And do you ever, or have you ever? We're putting them on the spot now. No. Uh, what, have you ever heard an audition back from maybe one of your clients, one of your talent clients, and been like, oh my god, this is so good, but it's just missing this? Have you ever, you know, can I listen, can you redo it and maybe do it more like that? Have you have you done that? I, I,
2: I've done that, yeah, and uh, and I think the actors who get it sort of are like, got it, and, and they'll, you know, because they understand, they don't yeah. take it personally. Um, and they'll they'll do it. It's just you know everything is so it's inches. You know yeah. now makes a yeah. difference. So. Because
0: a lot of people don't understand, man, is that like you guys want them to book the spot more than anybody yes. else right. in the, world. Exactly.
1: You're on the exactly. Same team. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, like, what's a typical? No day is typical. But like mm-hmm. on average, when you get to the office, from the time you get there and the time you leave, what's kind of a typical day for you?
2: Well, I walk into the office so usually there's casting no, no, from when you comes. wake up. From wake when I wake up. up. Well, <laughs> well, that's no. actually a good point because you know. That's na-
1: a, the extra feature. This is good,
2: this is good. <laughs> now, up. a little yoga. Wake up with a smile. <laughs> there's usually a couple of things that I run. have to deal with yeah. even before I go, go, you know, go to the office right. because now everybody's accessible yeah. with email and everything. Yes. And a lot of the companies we work with are central or eastern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, every once in a while there is something that I have to deal with before I get to the office. Uh, I'll get to the office, put out, you know, bookings of veils and, and casting for the next day, listen to auditions. We try to listen to almost everything that goes out, you know we don't get to necessarily everything, but I'd say we try to listen to 90% of the auditions that go out, Um, and we always try to get. I'm gonna guess the ones that you don't listen to (laughs) are the people that you know are gonna be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well that's true, that's true. Um, Uh, You know, but even then I like to sort of, you know, say and and if I need to redirect them, generally there's time to do that, because, so, you know, I'll make those calls and things like that, and then, uh, you know, the day's over and on to the next thing. So, yeah. is there often times when you're just
0: sitting around doing nothing? Rarely, I mean, I That's think... what I wanted you to say. Because <laughs> people need to understand, yes. you guys yes. are
2: always, man, just do, yes. do, 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 do. Well, it is, I mean, you get, you know, whether it's, you know, listening to somebody's new demo or uh, meeting new clients or, uh, you know, Trying to track down money—that yeah. that's a big part of the job right. as well. Um, following up on you know a casting that you did yeah. last week or something like that. There, you know, there, there's rarely time, and the day goes by very quickly, and right. that's the good right. thing about it. You yeah, know?
1: no days ever the same. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Um, so, but yeah, there's rarely time where you're just sort of sitting around, and if there is, we try to come up with you know creative ways to fill that or. Mm-hmm create new opportunities or forge new relationships with, you. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that concludes part one with Sumit Iyengar, super agent from CDSD. And if you liked what we just answered and all the questions yes. and all this stuff, just wait till part back. two next week. Yes,
1: whoa, yes. Whoa, whoa. And don't forget, you guys, we are on iTunes now, so we're audio version only on iTunes. You can take us with you everywhere. How fun. Hello. Okay. And keep up with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We love you. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you soon. Just remember what, Chuck? You, you always have time
0: for a little buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com, on their YouTube channel, or on the app.
1: VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit demofitlock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See
0: you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.